Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Welcome back to the Marketing Money Podcast. We're hiatus number two, but we're back from hiatus, the low hiatus, the middle hiatus. Summers are tough. I mean, you and I, seriously. I've seen a month. A month. I mean, yeah, because I was out for two weeks, you're out for two weeks. I'm out next week, you're out next week. Yep. Roadshow. Yeah. Got to tell everybody what's going on. You're out there drumming up the business, kicking the can. No, no more business. We're not adding business. You're out of business? No, we're not out of business. We're not adding business. Uh, too much business. We're full. Life is good. We're full. Full. Fold up. Fold up. Unless you're really cool and have a lot of money, then we'll... Then you're, you'll make it. My integrity. <laughs> you're no. like the... Li- are you on the live tour with PGA? Oh, yeah. That's... Yes, I am. I'm... Um, yeah, that's just... I'm here for the we money. We don't like them. We're not taking their money. Uh, guess what? We took their money. We took their money. Yeah, if you don't... I mean, I, I would say most of our audience probably isn't that into golf, I would well, assume. So I, funny that you say that. I had this. So it was big news to me because I love golf. We well, some golfers. Such a big like, deal. It's a big deal. And, and, and just, I don't love – I've watched 30 minutes of and, professional golf. Well, it's funny because I was at one of my uh, kids' events the other night, and uh, the parents standing around that I'm friends with, and I said, uh, I said hey, you see that golf screen? They're like, nah. I was like, the, the, the live golf thing. And they were like, what's that? And I was just like – uh, and then I was like, I'm the nerd. Like I, yeah. I realized like I'm the nerd here. I, let me, let me see if I can do the layperson explanation. So live golf tour started by basically the Saudi state. Like a lot of people who are public investment fund, which is the big fund is basically backed by Saudi oil money. Yeah. When it comes down when to When you it. get over in there, it's anyway, whatever. So their whole shtick that it was known in the, in the sports world was just paying the better golfers. It's Phil, a $600 billion fund. And so they used their money. To just go out and pay, like Create, Phil, they created a golf league. Phil Mickelson, yeah, right? Phil Mickelson, Brooks Kapka. They Rush, went, They Shambo. left the PGA Tour, so it'd be like if there was a everybody's well, the XFL's retired. one. The, so like they're trying if, to say NFL. Yeah, but I'm just trying to think of who's the biggest stars in the NFL right now because everybody I know. If they said is Patrick Mahomes is going to come play quarterback and we're going to pay him a hundred million dollars, yeah, it's, it's to all join mo- our league. It was all obviously money. Steve Young did that. Yeah, he remember did. he went to the XFL or the whatever it was at the time. It would be like a, a rival league to MLB, NBA, or whatever, but it was obvious. It's just money. And and all the players that signed said, I can't turn down this money. The second factor was a less rigorous schedule. Yes, 54-hole no-cut tournaments. Yeah. So you and play so 72 Liv, cut tournaments in PGA. Live is an, is an interesting and unique name. So where do names come from? It's based on the Roman numerals because it's a 54-hole tournament. Pretty Did cool. you know that? Pretty cool. Uh, I feel like I've read that, but I don't know. So I was like, where did Liv come from? It's it's actually just L-I-V. I I feel like that. For Roman numerals for 54. Maybe I didn't know that. It's one of those things where like, I felt like I've had this conversation, but But, maybe I didn't. But how do you come up with a new name? That's pretty cool. Yeah. But PGA... And they could wear shorts. They did like music. It was a very party scene. Where PGA has been very stoic. Stoic rules. Like, you know, don't. Don't move, just sit still, play golf, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, Liv was like your your weekend, like, I don't know, party golf. Your funnest dad. Yeah. Still golf, yeah. so still 
but but paying more. Like you win a tournament, it's four million dollars and, and bigger paydays for everybody else. Everybody, and they have a team payday, so you're yeah. playing in these tournaments as a team and individual. So they were like changing the rules to make it more like a country club, like fun invitational with yeah. your buddy tournament versus like going and playing in the Colonial or the Memorial and the and the PGA, which is much more seventy two holes all by yourself. You know, no wear pants. I know that sounds funny, but like that was a thing because it's hot during the summer. You're playing golf yeah. and they have to wear slacks. Yeah. So it's just kind of like a and the music, bump music when you walk up, you know, yeah, all this more stuff. Like if, you, if you're familiar with golf, it's kind of like what those guys did is looked at the waste management tournament he, and for PGA said, and said, let's do that for all of them. And, well, waste and, management, I think it's 16, whatever, the par three, that's the big party hole. Yeah. I think it's number 16, par three. They said, let's take that experience and try yeah. to make it the entire the yeah. entire And league. a little better. Yeah. So, well, and pay people a lot of money. Yeah, all all like, of that, like being, millions of dollars. And so, PGA's knocked back to it is it's not all about the money. It's not all about this. Well, and the Saudi money is you know whatever. It's it's corrupt. Blah blah blah. It's, Human rights, all this beep, stuff. Beep, beep. I think they get what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, they, they were, it was, was easy to critique from this old stuffy organization. Because it's a risk. It's just like in banking. Credit unions show up and they don't pay what you do and they're doing stuff and you're like, wait a second. Yeah, surprise. Wait, how are they getting to do all this stuff? Yeah, surprise, surprise. Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Monday. When M Monday they announced the that live. They Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. That they merged. Yeah. But live bought them. the PGA tour, which is really weird. Like it. Like well, they, when you think about like. Can someone buy MLB baseball? Like, is as an so, organization? So they're saying they didn't buy it. They just and they're not. It's weird. It's, and it's not did. a merger. They didn't buy. We're setting up this thing because so we do our dates so everyone can play on every tournament. Because PGA is nonprofit. Yes, and the new one's got to be for profit partially. Yeah. So it's, it's a really weird deal. Anyway, then I guess beware what you say in your messaging, because the glass to go back to the throwing stones, the glass houses thing is now. PGA who critiqued their golfers for going and just chasing the money. Yeah. And now the, the league chased the money. Yeah. So, well, because two things. One, the amount spent when they did these new tournaments, they had to compete to keep players. So they raised their paydays, their payouts. Mm -hmm. And I think it was unsustainable. One. Yeah. Secondly, they were in this massive legal battle and they were going to have to be deposed is that the right word deposed deposed is a word for and uh and when they did i think a lot of the disposing of people i think is illegal well that's not what we're doing but they were going to go uh when it went to court i think the transparency that would have had to have been given in the depositions would have like exposed both sides to I don't know what like i don't know enough about like what goes on behind the scenes but i think there was a lot of stuff that they were just like we can't let the public or the players know. Well, I mean, about just this. think about negotiate. Like when Sony's data breach happened, which was just someone stealing credentials. Yeah. When you find out when I mean that that changed the entertainment industry because you had openness on how how Sony negotiated with its movie stars and things like that, and so you really saw that transparency. So I think that was probably the biggest thing. Anyway, probably not that interesting to all of y'all. Barely interesting to me because I'm not a big golf fan. But in the zeitgeist of humanity right now, it's just one of those things that even me on the fringes I knew about, and I know and I know a lot of people don't, is that whole like, we don't do it for the money, but we did it for the money. How do you reconcile that in the public? The good news for, for that, there, it's funny that even though that problem exists, the way I assess it from the outside is 
95% of Americans don't care, don't know about it. Don't know it. and don't care. Yeah. The media will care. I think there's going to be some politicians that care. There's a 9-11 families organization that's already in protest. Uh, just because they're— Because Saudi money. But just because they're Arabic. I mean, that's kind of— Well, there there is studied links to Saudi right. backgrounds from the 9-11 hijackers. Right. And so there's some— tie, they, They're protesting as a tie to the dollars yeah. going into the uh, the league. But what's really Whether weird— Whether that's fair and fair, that's not for me to decide. Yeah. But, it, but what's maybe really it funny is. is I think the golf fans, and correct me if I'm wrong as a golf fan, are excited because now it's going to be more—all golf could be—I mean, things like Augusta is going to be the Well, they're the not— tough, these, the, So the— The Masters. The, the majors, the four majors— other well, I mean, the Masters is a, Yeah, the is Masters, a, is a but you know, there's four majors, and yeah. they call the fifth major the players. The Masters, British Open, PGA, and US Open. They're still PGA. Well, they are, other than the PGA, the other, they are separate entities. Oh, yeah. So yeah. the Masters is not related to oh, the— Oh, that's right. They use the tour performance as qualifiers, the, but the yeah. Masters can do what they want to. The US Open has its own qualifying, so the live golfers could play in those tournaments. Like that's right. British, because yeah. they are not— they're related to the tour as they use it, the feeder data, the performance to select their field, but they're not like, if yeah, the I Masters wanted to that. say we're an all amateur tournament next year, it's just amateurs, they can do it. But, you know, you wouldn't get the audience or whatever. So my point in telling you that is the, the, four, the four majors don't really matter for this event other than the live golfers being able to get criteria to get into the majors. I did, I, that shows you where yeah. I am on the fringe. Yeah. I knew that, but didn't yeah. know... Something that had been around for up. So anyway, so years. now if you're not a golfer, you're like, oh, that's super boring. But uh, well, if you but but here's what I would say: if you say that, I get it. But you're welcome for giving you some education or something you weren't interested about. So when you do hear about it in the water cooler talk, oh, it's it's it, this for, is a, for like the fifth or sixth most worth, popular sport viewing in America. And it's, it's the most popular plate sport in America. Yeah, because you can play it you in get, the age. But to the point of that is uh, viewing is probably fourth or fifth by an NBA, NFL, baseball. It's probably yeah. somewhere in there. But point being is understanding the dollars that came in. Now it's, you know, it's a global, because it also pulled in the the European PGA Tour. So oh, it's yeah. not just PGA America and Live Golf. It's got the European Tour. So it's got three tours tied together so they can work their dates out, their payments out, how they qualify for tournaments. It's, it's good for golf. Yeah. I think the, the hypocrisy of both sides shouting at each other for a year and a half. But that just kind of happens in competition, yeah, too. Yeah, it does. You don't ever think you're going to merge. I mean, I don't think anybody raised their hand inside either organization early on. was like, hey, guys, we probably need to keep our You know our who the biggest shut. losers are in this deal? The lawyers that were fighting that, those court oh, well, They were printing cash. Well, let me, let me give a big old tear for them. They were printing cash. So speaking of like cash... Cash and funds and all of that. So what's going on in the world today in banks? CDs. Hot money. Hot money. It's getting hot in here. Give me all your money. Anyway, the hot money's hot money right now. Yeah. There's rates above 5% Yeah. out there for like short term too. Yeah, but here's the thing is we discovered, not really discovered, is reinforced, is a 7% rate APY on four months or, or on six months is... An effective rate. You only get the six months of the. Yeah. So some things that you should do in your discovery of CDs when, because I've funny thing is I've been doing bank marketing for roughly eighteen years now, approximately before my previous careers or after my previous careers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, time traveler. Huh? Yeah, time traveler. Uh, put me in the uh, the portal, transfer portal. 
I always used to say, and you, you laughed at me because I was, I was like, we're not going to do CD camp- campaigns or ads anymore. There's just never, we're fat on deposits. You're like, like, the, you're like the PGA. We're, we're never going to do We're never going to do that. Why would we do that? There's no reason. Oh, money. Capital so, constraints. So, so then the old pendulum went, loans, 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 loans. Because we're we flush need loans because everyone from- had cash. Pandemic payouts, government funding. Let's lend all this new out. business money from digital, like all this stuff, and then it swings, and all of a sudden everybody's like, "Oh wait, we spent all our money." And borrowing it from the Fed is and so and, cost and prohibitive. And inflation was running at an all time high. The economy had to cool off. People weren't going back to work. There's so many equations it, to well. The, well, you're so saying many, that like it's past is having to cool off, is. and people aren't going back to work. And so all this is happening, and so banks need deposits, and then and then on top of all that. There's been three, two or three massive bank failures within the past few months. And so that attacks the whole deposit because it's like, well, I need to move my money because it's not FDIC insured or I need a solution for it with CDARs or whatever else there is out there. So like all this is happening and the general bank is we need deposits. That's, That's like the theme with every bank right now. Yeah, it is. It's an odd place because here's the thing that I would say first off, CDs work. They do work. They work for um, a lot of factors as disdainful as both you and I have been at parts of our career of it as a it's just not a fun thing to market it's not, I think it's like and look it's we want all the CDs in the world yes. so when I'm saying this it is like it's like dumb product marketing I mean I know it sounds kind of but it's like but, but, but here's why it's like it's guaranteed to work and it's FDIC insured up to $250,000 yeah and- so, so it's like you want it, and then all it is is a rate thing. I mean, it th- th- is absolutely th- a rate thing. So, it's, it. so it's very difficult as a marketer to differentiate. There is no old, go back to our previous podcast. Of, Get the best CD. Our CD out CDs yours. Our freer checking is freer than yours. But per, but personal service it doesn't. Dude, you can if you gave me an eight percent rate. You can open online. If you, you don't gave, even need to go in the bank. No, if you went not from a neutral, if you. Treat to me like that that restaurant Dick's Last Resort and put a funny hat on my head that said terrible you or terrible something. things about me. Yeah, but you're giving me eight percent, which is uh, ridiculous. I mean, nobody's doing that. But I'm just saying, like, ah, there's it, there's ones up near six. If you gave me the rate big enough, I'm like whatever, whatever, clown on me, dog. Whatever, I'll be in in eleven months and get my return. Yeah. So if that's all true, why are CDs even worth talking about on this podcast? I do believe, even though they work well, let me go through why I think they work well. One, banks can sell CDs like crazy. I mean, it. Uh, we've seen the numbers. When banks advertise CDs, new deposits will come in. It's like magic. I mean, it really is. With no other factor than having a really um, vigorous ALCO meeting and everybody agreeing on a rate and going out there. And, and, and discussing your cannibalization. Yeah. Because you, you, can, you can mess your margin up bad, yeah. badly if you go in and be like, let's reprice everyone's deposits. Yeah. And so people have obviously found language of like, yeah, we'll give you this rate, but it requires X amount of new money. We'll transfer over your existing account. I don't know if y'all have done that. I haven't looked. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you make concessions when there concessions are, are needed. Strategies. There are, yeah. But it works. And on the consumer side, I think it's a particularly interesting product right now given the bank failures and the whatever, that I don't think enough people... It's really weird. Banks went out with this like safe and sound message that you and I kind of critiqued, like, don't make it a big deal. When you're doing that, why wouldn't we put our safe and sound message with our CD? Because it is insured. It is a deposit product. It is insured. We don't have to put not not made. It is guaranteed to go up in value. Yeah. And it's insured. So it's a really good product for the consumer who is conservative. And has flow, as I call it. 
It so, can't be someone who's leveraged and doesn't. You've got to have. So for everybody, it's kind of a guaranteed thing. Again, without the nuance of cannibalizing, you know, it's and competitive rating and make yeah. sure you're not just smashing your mark. Well, it's got to be below what you could borrow it for from home loan. Otherwise, why do it? Otherwise, why do it? Just go borrow yeah. a bunch of money, loan it out higher, and pay it back. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, this if you are capitalizing, I mean, there, there are constraints to do that too. Yes, there is. So it's a, you know so all that stuff winds up being a mix in the true operation. Sorry to give you another boring podcast where we actually talk about the mechanics of banking, different from the last boring podcast. But it it's a really good product. But it's so so here's the problems with it. So if it's perfect, why would we talk about it? One, when we really get down to it, and this is an industry wide thing that I have questions about: is hot money really good for banks ultimately, or does it create a problem in a dependency? that we're not addressing? Is it going to create some other um, bank issues? I have concerns about that because it's it's easy. It's there. It's done. It's it's a little bit like a drug. Just tap the vein and, you know, come on, let, get, give me some more of that drug. For the consumer on the other side and the discerning consumer, even with the highest interest rates we've ever seen, it's a pretty low return, even though it's guaranteed. But that's the thing with guarantees. That's why it's guaranteed. We, we, it's we, a sure thing. We know that in the everybody, even the the, the lowliest armchair investor risk. Well, the lower the risk, the lower the payout. Yeah, the higher it, the risk, because there's this inherent, it's risky. You might make hundred percent back, two hundred percent back, but you might lose it all because the high risk. It's like it's like it's gambling. Absolutely, it is. So I choose a bad golfer to win the Masters who barely qualifies. And he wins, and I put five dollars. I might win ten thousand dollars on it, but I picked the number one golfer in the world and put five dollars. I might win seven dollars. Yeah, you'll well, actually, you'll probably win less than your original bet. You on bet, some, well, you bet on five, the, you'll, the live betting, you'll yeah. win three. Yeah, it just it depends on the again the risk. The payout isn't even even. It's actually below yeah. the original yeah. amount um, because again, it's more guaranteed. I am wondering, just to be the pundit. What happens when new people who haven't had CDs before, who didn't really do the math and didn't look at the APY calculator, put ten thousand dollars in with a with what everybody's telling them is a ridiculous rate, and they come back eleven, twelve months later, four hundred dollars, and it's five hundred four hundred and eighty seven dollars or five hundred bucks? They're just like, wait, I put ten thousand dollars in and I got five hundred. Well, well, the ex- explanation that you and I are doing makes total sense, but you're still like, wait, it's only five hundred bucks with ten thousand. No risk. No risk. But it's no risk. Yeah. So I get the positivity of it, but I, but what we can't dilute is customer sentiment. Yeah. That, that even though it makes sense, even I go back to the last podcast, banks assume what people should know. Like, hey, guys, it wasn't risky. That's one. My other one is two banks out there. I work for a bank, ours included. Uh, and this is more of like a retail sales strategy. What is your strategy? Which I hate when people ask that because it means you don't know, but what is your strategy for trying to turn those CD customers into real bank customers? Because there's That's a difference the between problem. a hot customer and a regular customer. That's the other big problem is yeah. do you have your onboarding in place and do you have your nurturing or cross-selling in yeah. place? If your ma- management in your bank is coming to you putting pressure on the CD, rate, where are my CD rate ads, newspaper, blah, 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 and they're not helping you implement things like marketing automation, emailing, yeah. Uh, you ought to have the, all the CDs should be bunched together in Salesforce and then pick through with product comparison. Like, are they, do they already have a checking account with us? Do they have nothing with us? And, and look, I'm not of the 
innocence that, oh, they'll love to bingo. Like, look, there's real hot money out there. They may have no intention of gonna ever it. doing anything, but, but, but moving it, that money from bank to bank. But somebody told me you miss all of the shots you don't, you don't take. take. Yeah. So I would. Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. yeah. So no, I thought, is that it? I thought it was, I always thought was Wayne Gretzky you meant you missed all the shots. I think it was Wayne, the, I think it was Wayne Gretzky. Skate to where the puck's going. I think it was Wayne Gretzky. Michael Did both. Scott. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Scott. Yeah, because he said that yeah. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, by the time you get them implemented, we're gonna be flush with cash and be back. The pendulum's gonna swing back the other way and it's gonna be loan, loan, loan. But you, st- I think you still have to take the shot, as you said. Like, is it automated? Is it just looking at the core is it data? Inviting them to something because you look at they've obviously got money, and if all they have with you is a CD, they're banking somewhere else. Can yes. you offer them a better experience with your bank to move their money? And does your checking product that you want to put them into, which they don't want because otherwise they would have had they're it with happy, your bank? Yeah. yeah, can you offer them? Through the contact that the CD created, it created a line. Well, here's the thing. We have to treat CDs to a bit, even though they are helping the bank, a bit like loss leaders in retail marketing, that you didn't just get a CD and $10,000 in deposits from this person. You got a lead. Yeah. And we're not treating it like a lead. Yeah. I, I, I think almost, maybe I'm being too hyperbolic, but almost invariably across banks. Now, obviously the ones that I work with, you know, but we're not taking, we are, I think we said in this podcast or last one, I'm not taking any new clients. So it doesn't matter if you're not treating that like a lead that then you can turn around again. You said Salesforce. I'm talking about marketing automation. Let's take those things out of, out of the, yeah, you don't even have them. Let's say you don't even have them. Just go to your, whoever's over retail, over the data in core and pull. Surely you can pull data. That is who has CDs only. Yeah. And from, and give them to bankers, give them another little rate. Bring another blank, blank. Keep your money with us. Yeah. Convert it over to this deposit and we'll do this for you. You could get a trailing maturity date list. We've got, a, I know we do that. I'm sure yeah. we're not the, I mean, we're not the premier data bank. We do yeah. well. But my point is, is like, get that list, hack through it, look what you can do with them. Like, you know, this day, 1,600 customers are going to mature at this rate. Do you offer them a new one before they even come in the bank and yeah. say, continue on? Do you say, hey, move that into checking? Our checking account pays 3%, so you can get less, but your money is then more liquid. Like, there's strategies here, depending on your bank and what you need well, and what your appetite is. Otherwise, I go back to the, the macro problem. Otherwise, you're creating at least controllable or knowable deposit roll-off. Yeah. But it's still not good. But you know what's happening. You know when it's going to happen. You know what's going to happen, which is, again, not bad, but not the better source of then figuring out solutions to keep that money in the bank in a regular account, a high yield, higher yield savings. Or, or, and here's a novel thought, can you bring your financial advisory groups in and say, hey, this person just put $50,000 in a CD for this return. They're going to pull the money out. Can we say, hey, could you invest this with us? I think- I think depending on whether it's investment services or trust and wealth, there's a Graham Leach Bliley issue with that. And there may be. Because there's a one-way street there with data sharing in in investments and in um, insurance. I don't know that that's totally true with investments. I'm pretty sure it's true. I know it's true with insurance. It's part of Graham. That's why you have companies like LPL that are actually outside the bank because they don't even work with the bank. But the that's if you put them on the platform. You yeah. can still sell them on discussing yeah, business yeah. with a financial it's just, advisor. I, it's just the direct data yeah. trade. Yeah. So well, yeah. Check with your check with your compliance department, is what I would say. Uh, well, you know, and especially I don't know all the I don't here's the deal I've said over and over. I don't know ever every regulatory 
issue. Yeah. Somebody but I know enough should. to ask a question. Yeah. Oh, again, before but, but there anybody are ways does, to, or we would do this, it would be sit down with compliance, us, marketing, sales, yeah. retail, and go through, like, what's the process for moving this list mm-hmm. to this person? And they may say, you can't do Regardless, that. Regardless, there's a group that can, have, within the bank, within the core bank, yes, you can sell them a checking account and then go from there. Yeah, agree. I know you can do that. Agree. Yeah, there is. A couple things to add in there. CDs are hot right now. You're probably, if you're a marketer, this may be, community banks seem to rely on, seemed in the past to rely more on CDs than regional banks and larger banks, although we all had them. So you would see a CD campaign for a smaller bank in a newspaper if you still did print ads. Uh, But I think today, almost everyone's trying to ride CDs. And then you've got uh, groups like Apple put out the new savings account, made $4 billion in a day. Here's the funniest thing about that. Funny haha or funny, like interesting funny? Yes, both. <laughs> it is in 2023 that bankers haven't learned not to be hee-haw about this stuff where they're like, oh, Apple's not going to do anything. It's That's for so-and-so. Like, Well, they, did have you a, he- they have a bank, though. It's Goldman Sachs. <laughs> right, right. And Apple's just using their brand to drive. Or Goldman's using Apple's. I can't figure it's either out. either way. But my point is, it's like I heard a lot of bankers like minimize that. I'm like, $4 billion. Yeah, it's $4 billion. Yeah. It, it, the the money they made in one day in savings account is bigger than like, I think, don't quote me on this, but like 60% of the asset size of banks in America. So anyway, as you're looking over your CD strategies. The, the last thing I want to th- I want to throw something else in for you. He's throwing recap. something in the CDs. I, I'm step back three. Is, and I've said this before, CDs were popular, so I know nobody listened to me. I go back to why CDs are a good product. Everybody right now, we've talked about newspaper advertising for CDs over and over and over because we know old people have a higher propensity to, to, to older Americans have a higher propensity to adopt CDs. With what we talked about with banking turmoil and what I said earlier about guarantees and all that, if we don't start figuring out how to advertise CDs to younger people and giving them a reason to do it instead of just saying to old people because they know and it doesn't take much effort to convince them. Well, and they've got money. Let's and and they've got let's don't forget the key. Part they of that do, equation. but and I'm not talking about the millennial that everybody's joke like Zales tells me to buy a diamond, but I can't afford my rent. That meme is, I get it, but also we're about we say this every year. We're about we have a generation uh, generational wealth that's about to transfer maybe to broke people. I don't know if we believe what, but my, there's going to be a generational transfer of wealth. Yeah, it started. It, millennials are the high the the upper end of the millennial demo now are are the wealth is coming. So we have to stop saying old people have money, young people are broke because well one, young people millennials ain't as young as they used to be. No, millennials are in their 30s now. Yeah. And their parents are passing away and and passing on uh, money. Yeah. But all I'm saying is there's a group of people that we haven't educated the benefits of a CD and that that guarantee with a look, look, this is a great rate, but is absolutely low risk. It is FDIC insured. And to me, that is a message for someone who is a novice in investing, would love to hear and would make it a very attractive product to them without a hell heck of a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, it is. But we don't. We don't do it. It's just like rates. Well, there, there, was, a, there was a liquid CD product that some banks, have, yeah. a hybrid CD product. Well, but there's it, money markets. Yeah, yeah, it's with a variable. But, but, but you can go higher than money market, lower than CD, and come up with a way where they can, where it's almost like a savings account where you can do it three three to six withdrawals a year or whatever. Yeah. But uh, you, you got a lot of options out there. I think if you, it's like it always is. If you have money, there are a lot of options for you. 
If yeah. you don't, there's not a lot of options. Yeah. But the banks that can plan strategery around onboarding the CD customers, transferring them into wealth management programs or checking programs that pay high rates and offer a different experience from their current bank and that can capitalize, no pun in that word, on single CD product holders, single households uh, products uh, to expand the old wallet share, to use some nomenclature, can win in this environment. And I think it's a great opportunity to actually add more customers uh, than we could have just a few months ago when everyone was like, I got cash. I don't need a bank. I'm just out here spending money. Well, just like anything else that's a parity product, which CDs within banking certainly are probably double parity, you're going to find your success in the nuance and in the margin. And that's going to be the things like the continuous follow-up and all of that. And the thing is, as we say this, if everybody on the podcast listens to it, all we're doing is create a problem where customer A has a has a core deposit account with bank A, yeah. yet put some CD money in bank B, and then customer B has this core deposit account with bank B, yet is putting some CD money in bank A, they'll just trade customers. Yeah, it, or hopefully you outplay the other one and get both of them. Yep, that's where, but that's the margin. Yeah. So anyway, CDs, certificate of deposits. Enjoy them. Not the, I've been. I thought we were talking about the music disc the whole time. We tried. We did a little a cutesy little cutesy neat. little ad on that. So anyway, uh, for the money, marketing, marketing, money, marketing, and money, and money, and marketing. John and Josh, see you later. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mabus Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.